0: great form by you hitting play on this podcast now check out same racer the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips same racer download from the app store and google play powered by Bluebet. gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858
1: uh
0: this time every week we speak to the course leader of sports degrees at homes Glen. you can upskill your career learn more do more at homes glenn our resident sports media expert sam duncan's been good enough to jump on again sam hello mate G'day, Sam. Good to be with you. Great to be with you. There's a lot that's making news. Um, why don't we start with the last week or so uh, in Adelaide and what came out uh, in regards to the Adelaide Crows, that camp, uh, Eddie Betts releasing the book, and then everything that's come from that, Josh Jenkins, Bryce Gibbs, um, the, the reports that were ridiculed by Sam McClure and Carolyn Wilson. Um all this, the, there is so much of this story, but from a sports media point of view, how have you seen it?
1: Well, it's been quite unbelievable, really, and it, it really does show the, the value of the first-hand account. You know, when, when you read articles uh, and it says sources to the club, say, or, you know, players who you know, attended the camp, said it's easy to discredit because there's not a name on record. There's not a face to the events that transpired. That totally changes when you get first-hand accounts written or said by those who were there. And that's what happened last week, first with Eddie Betts and then obviously with Josh Jenkins. And, and, you know, his couple of hours on SEN last week was unbelievably raw listening. When you have that first hand account, when you're on the record and you're not even just on the record, you're telling the story yourself, it's impossible to discredit. Um, uh, and and it is extremely raw. So the story can turn on its head. It can go from zero to 100 when that happens. And I suspect journalists, well, I, I would, you know, almost know that journalists like Sam McLuhan knew this day would come. Um, because he was steadfast in his reporting the whole way through, uh, even when people tried to discredit him, even when he lost his Quill Award, um, which was then reinstated. But again, it just goes to show the value of getting people to go on the record. Journos try and do it all the time. But when it happens, the story can change very, very quickly and amplify very, very quickly. What about
0: uh, moving on to when should the truth be spoken? So I was one of the people that absolutely loved Ed Langdon's comments. I actually don't. Think, I think it in 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 print looks worse than how he actually said it. The all duck no dinner, one trick pony comments in regards to the how how Collingwood play. It added an a brilliant little story line, uh, an extra bit of spice to the game, the opening salvo on him from Braden Maynard and the pile-in. This is the entertainment industry, as we know, Sam, and that added just another brilliant piece of entertainment in a game that was one of the best of the year.
1: It was, and it was brilliant entertainment, and it was honest, and it gave us an insight into what Melbourne had been talking about throughout the week. So many times when we hear from athletes in the media, they are so guarded. Um, the AFL is generally a secretive industry at Clubland. Don't let any secrets out. Don't reveal what we've been discussing. Don't give the opposition any ammunition. And when they do, it's novel. It's different. It's unique. And so we talk about it. Overseas, particularly in the States, it it, it gets spoken about, but it's far more normal. They're trash talking um, than it is here. Culturally, as I said in the AFL, there's a mantra or a belief that you shouldn't do it. I thought it was really good for most media commentators who, like you said, they enjoyed it. They loved it. They appreciated talking to someone who gave them some insight and added some spice because so often that's not the case. But, what was also interesting is when various coaches um, and former coaches have been asked about it since they said that you know you 've got to pick the right moment to tell the truth and, and what 's discussed internally shouldn 't be um, discussed in the media. What it really revealed is how unusual it was in many respects and and that often we get contrived messaging. I, for one, would love to hear much more of the type of stuff that Ed Langdon said last week.
0: You and me both. It's just about having the maturity to be able to handle it. Um, You know, there is a little bit... Not going all the way to a WWE-style build-up, but we could just do with just a little bit, just a touch of... Build up a little bit of theatre goes a long, long way. Kevin Sheedy was the master of it. You know, they still swing the scarves, the West Coast fans. They still <laughs> swing their scarves around their head when they beat Essendon. I mean, that has lived on. Um, these oh, things, absolutely. these things, if they're done right, can build up rivalry, and rivalry sells. Rivalry puts bums on seats. It's for people that you know. I understand why coaches go. Don't give any ammunition, but. From the, from the voyeuristic point of view, from the fan perspective, it's worth its weight in gold. And and the AFL, secretly, would absolutely love it. Um, Hate TV, right, steel, A little update on that, please. I uh, know Zoe Samios was on with the guys from Breakfast. The Paramount Plus uh, reports, uh, the reports are Paramount Plus bid has come in a lot lower than what we thought initially it was going to be. Where's it at?
1: Well, that's where it's at. It's really interesting because the talk all along with the 10 and Paramount were going to come in and blow everybody out of the water with a $3 billion deal or a $600 million a year deal. They started hosing that down last week, clearly, when they were about to put their first offer in saying, we don't know where that's come from. People are plucking those figures out of fresh air. Um, And and it, it is true. I mean, if you look at the EPL domestic rights that were done around 2019, 2020, they were down the domestic rights were down on the deal they did in 2015. Where they gained was a 30% increase on their international rights, something we don't have with the AFL. So this this idea that the rights are always going to go upward in this nice linear fashion and, and athletes will always therefore get a pay rise and all 18 teams will therefore be able to survive, um, may not work if the rights don't go up at the rates that the AFL wants. So it's a fascinating time. I mean, it's a difficult market. You know, we saw these massive increases over the years when television was still king. Well, now it's got a whole heap of opposition from online digital platforms where advertisers are spending their money. So they're very cautious on how much they're investing. I still think it is 100% part of Foxtel's business model to go after tier one sport and to go after it big time. So I think they're in the box seat with seven, but I guess time will tell. There was, there was even the suggestion the other morning on breakfast that maybe the AFL will put the queue in the rack and revisit these rights in a year or two's time, because there still is two more years after this year of the current rights. The issue is though, that we've got tennis coming up. We've got cricket coming up. We've got the Olympics coming up. And perhaps the AFL would like to get in before all of those big sports do as well.
0: Com Games, just your your thoughts on, uh, was it a success for Birmingham and will
1: it be for Victoria? Well, it was a success for Birmingham and it was a success for the broadcaster here, Channel Seven. I mean some of the ratings over the weekend, a million plus around Australia, I thought were outstanding. Some of the stories like Ollie Hall were brilliant, and some of the commentary and the packages by seven outstanding. Crowds were brilliant, which adds to the package. A huge challenge for Victoria in four year times at four years' time is can they make their stadiums and sports venues accessible to masses and that is for example the athletics will be in Ballarat there's going to be a 30 seat 30,000 seat stadium Um, how will people get there how easily will they get there Um, how many sessions will be sold out and so that'll all be part of the negotiations and the thinking but look no one does events better than Victoria so we'll back them in and, and see how they go
0: Sammy always great to catch up my friend we'll speak to you next week good on
1: you Sam chat to you then